0: I'm Jenna. And I'm Ellen. And she's my person.
1: We've been friends forever.
0: Yeah, like half our lives.
1: We're honest. (laughs) Sometimes too
0: honest. She takes away my fear. And she's my anchor in this world.
1: Our unconditional love has shaped us.
0: And we wanna share it with you.
1: So grab a cup of coffee, cozy up, and join us. Hey
0: y'all, welcome back to She's My Person. Today we are gonna interview Cameron Scott, I'm going to give you all a little background before we dive in. So Cameron is the coordinator of baseball development at the commissioner's office of Major League Baseball. He also serves as a co-president of MLB's Young Professional Business Resource Group. He has a passion for sports and its potential to positively impact communities. And his three core principles are integrity, humility, and community. And these three sentences give absolutely no insight to how incredible he is. So we will just dive into the conversation, let him tell you all a little bit more Cam, we're so happy to have you. If you just want to give maybe a little more in-depth introduction, that would be great.
2: Thank you for having me. Thank you for uh, starting the new year all together. I'm very excited. Very excited to be on with you both. Yeah, no, you pretty much hit it it all there. (laughs) You pretty much hit it all there. Jen and I went to High Point University together. I played baseball there and, and we had a great experience there. And then after my experience at High Point went on to work in baseball with the Mets and Dimebacks and and now at the commissioner's office where I work in baseball development in amateur high school and collegiate baseball players, but with a heavy focus on equity and diversity and making sure that marginalized groups and ethnic groups that usually don't have opportunities to play baseball in college or professional baseball, that they get those opportunities to live on their dreams. And provide for their families
1: that's awesome, so Jen and I both come from a sports background, and i'm curious what's the transition like from going to being an athlete and then working in the athlete realm, but obviously you're not out there competing at that point is it was it weird at first, kind of changing scenes
2: yeah no it's it, it's definitely I, for for me i wouldn't say it's it's weird i would say that I kind of missed it, especially working with players on the operation side Earlier, fresh out of college. It was kind of like, All right, I'm seeing these guys go out and do those things. But like, oh, wait, I was just doing this like last year, two years ago. Like I can do that still, but I cannot do what major league baseball players do. So <laughs> I was nowhere near that doubt to do it. So, so I, th- I think the cool part about it is when you have a good you work in a good organization or a good team just like anything whether it's sports and it and, and Alan and jenna you both know this just working with a good organization a good culture you know you kind of feel part of a team and especially working on sports when when we're all kind of working towards winning a game winning a month winning a season winning a championship kind of feels like i'm still in it
1: yeah you still have that competitive side to it a little yeah, bit yeah
2: 100 percent.
1: that's cool
0: Obviously, your job has changed quite a bit this year. You used to travel a ton for what you do, and obviously, COVID has impacted everything. But I know it's impacted that, and you've had a lot of like changes and shifts this year in general. So, do you feel like not traveling and having to do like most of your work from home and stuff like that has there been like a mindset adjustment? Do you feel like it's helped you grow in any way?
2: Yeah, um I'm usually a mile a minute, and I d- <laughs> I don't like to sit still. So that was a huge adjustment for me, uh, especially with my job, always being on the road, always on the go, seeing new places, meeting new people. But I think with the pandemic, personally, for me, it was pretty good to to step back, kind of sit in my own thoughts and, 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 re- and really personally grow and, and have personal development. I guess that is kind of the cliche thing to say for 2020. But, uh, you know, for people that did take advantage of it, I think they're going to reap the rewards going forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it, I mean, judging from your core values, were those something that you developed through your self reflection, or do you have you had those core values kind of up until this point? Like, did you discover more about yourself during this year? Yeah,
2: definitely. I definitely discovered more about myself. I think my core values have always have always been there, instilled to in me by my parents. But I definitely got to work on them more. The humility side of it, you know, I always try to be a humble person, and and I think in humility is is not just you know, oh, you, you, you get this, you get this accolade or whatever, and you can just kind of brush it off or, or, just be, or just be present in it. But I think a big part of it is owning up to the mistakes that you've made. And, and you know, I had a lot of time to really think of, you know, mistakes that I've made and, and, and things that I can get better in my life or, or be better or show up better for, for people. The community aspect of it has been, has been huge for me, really being able to be with my family get closer to friends that that, you know, just haven't had the chance to really connect in their lives over the past few years, just because their lives and my life and everything. And then integrity, I think, is just 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 a constant thing that I strive for. And I'm not a perfect human being. So I fall short on and on all aspects on all of those core principles, you know, I fall short of it. But (laughs) definitely, 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 definitely some good self reflection on all three of those.
0: Yeah, well, you're like you're wildly humble, but I'm just gonna add to that a little bit because I also feel like I feel like you just have. I've seen so much development, just like on a friend standpoint this year, because like every I feel like all of your core principles have been heightened, and I know you know that that's for multiple reasons, like obviously not just COVID, but you know I think it's just been it's been really cool and also like made me really proud of you to like watch all of those develop and for you to like so quickly put them into practice and also like recognize the parts of your life where maybe they weren't in alignment as much as they should have been and like make those adjustments. It's just been a really cool thing to watch because I feel like a lot of times people have the awareness and like the action doesn't come immediately. And for you this year, it really has. So I just have to like, you know, love on you a little bit because it's definitely been, definitely been a huge elite for you this year. But yeah, I mean, I also think you have had to show up for your family in a whole new way. And if you're open to sharing a little bit about that, I think it could be powerful for our audience to hear that side too.
2: Yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah. So I lost my father. My father passed away unexpectedly, non-COVID reasons, just unexpectedly, unexpected heart attack in June. And yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's still, it's still a long grieving process for me, for my mom, for my sister, for my whole family and family friends and my, and my dad's friends as well. But but, you know, I think one thing is to, I guess, to really to start with it is, is one thing was just the appreciation of like how I said, like community is a big thing. And, and and for me and my family and my friends, the like community is a big thing is being there for each other. So within COVID restraints, the community that we have around us showed up. I mean, immensely, immensely showed out for us. And, and it's something I'm very appreciative for. But then at the same time, it was it's kind of something to where now I am the man of the house. And, and, you know, my sister and my mom always tell me like, you know, you don't have to be your father, you don't need to step up, but it's kind of how my father raised me and what he instilled in me. A really interesting thing that I recently heard is a lot of things are, you know, a lot of things are not taught, it's caught. And I'm, I'm fortunate enough to say that I was taught a lot of things by both my mother and my father, but I caught a lot of things, just new different nuances of how my Father interacted with my mother. How my father interacted with my sister, my aunts, his coworkers, people that worked under him, just random strangers in the street, and how he was just the pillar of our family. And that a lot of that I believe was caught and seen and witnessed over the years. And and you know, I think at the end of the day, I'm just very fortunate to have the relationship that I have with my father and I have with my mother. A lot of people don't have those relationships with their parents. And, and I'm just fortunate that I have that. And, it, and, and it's really, you know, I think, I think a lot of the times we're in illusion that tomorrow is always promised and, you know, we, we can do what we want. And then tomorrow's going to come and tomorrow's going to come. And Unfortunately, that's not. You know, tomorrow's not promised. The next second isn't promised. So I think, if anything, it just taught me to to just love a little, little harder, care for people a little bigger, and and just show up for people more. That was the biggest thing is just show up, just like my father showed up for me, my sister, my mother. I want to show up for them, but um, you know, I want to show up for for you know my coworkers and and friends, you and, and everything. So it, it's it's been a process. It's it's going to continue to be a process. But I think the biggest thing that, come out, that has come out of it is gratefulness, really gratefulness, especially in the time when we're all, we're all in a collective grief. You know, we, we're, we've all grieved something, whether it was the loss of, of our normal lives. You know, for little kids, all they know is going to school or pre-K, first grade, kindergarten, whatever it is, or high school or middle school. And now they've lost that. That may be the biggest loss that they've ever felt in their life now. And, uh, and that's tough for them. So we're, we're all going through collective grief. And, and I think just to be able to have a community around me is something that I'm very appreciative of.
1: Absolutely. And I love your analogy of you can be taught something, you can catch or have something caught. Because I feel like growing up, obviously, your parents are always telling you what to do, what not to do, and trying to lead you in the right direction. And, and something like this, it's, it's more what you're seeing them do. And I think that's even more powerful because it shows the respect that you have for your parents, that you're able to look and value what they're doing in life and turn around and try and instill that in yourself. And I think it's, I mean, it shows the kind of man that you are, that you're able to take such an awful experience and an awful thing for you. I mean, losing your dad, I literally can't imagine. And I've talked to Jenna about it a lot. (laughs) Her and I have really been thinking about you, and you've just handled everything so well. So for you to turn around and look out for your family and take that strength on is—it says a lot about you and your dad. So uh, I,
2: I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And and talking about the community, Jenna has been a, a big part of my community through this process. And 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 you too, well. You too, L, You know just. <laughs> as close as as you guys are and everything and your thoughts and wishes that that's all part of it so thank you both thank you both and and I appreciate that but um
0: yeah and I think like your the fact that I can like know your dad's integrity from knowing yours is a very powerful thing so I hope that you're proud of that but I also think you make such a good point with like the collective grief because I think that a lot of people that are dealing with grief this year because there's so much big grief, you know, like we still have racism and like horrible deaths happening in our street, like these just really big things that are like all encompassing. And it's all that's all over the news. That's what we're nurturing. And so I think sometimes we forget to nurture like the grief that we are facing individually. And I think that that's a really powerful point because, you know, your grief is way bigger than anything I ever could have imagined this year. And so like, you know, we can't compare our grief against somebody else's, we can't compare it against the world. And I think the fact that you felt the grief that you did and you're able to see that point is just really powerful. But I wanted to point that out for our audience, like regardless of what grief they're facing, whether it's the loss of someone or a loss of a life that they once knew or like whatever that is, I think, you know, it's important as we go into this year and like, obviously nothing is fixed just because the clock struck midnight, but there is like a different energy and a different hope with the world. But while we nurture outside, like we have to nurture inside too. So I just, I really like that point because I think we've forgotten a little bit about that part of our nurturing in order to move forward. Hundred
2: percent, hundred percent, and I think major- for majority of people, that's something that you know we're really going to have to take care of is 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 ourselves and not selfishly, but just make sure that you know we take care of ourselves to take care of other people. It's tough. It's tough. You know, it, it really has been a tough year. But to your point, is just getting out, just getting out of 2020 and getting to 2021. Yeah. That's a W on the board. That's Running a
0: winner. of 2020. <laughs> just
2: getting out of 2020, like you already just
0: surviving won. Surviving it. You're just <laughs> you already won. So I got a- like a full evening class, which like never happens on the island because everybody's normally pouring their first drink by like 4 p.m. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, y'all are here, and they're like, yep, we're ready. Like we're just so excited, yeah. and I'm like, and so yeah. I, I feel like it's so much less about like the the calendar day, and so much more about the fact that like you know we really are just finding a, a renewed hope and a renewed energy and yes, 100%. i hope that that, hope that that carries forward so
1: yeah but l i do have a question or anything um you- well i was just thinking like in your situation cam it's it's nice to see you like you've gone through obviously so much and something i can't relate to So for you to take the role, not only within your family, but also looking out for the people around you and even people you don't know and your community, you're able to help people get through grief or anything that they're feeling by helping with the experience that you've had and how you've overcome it. And I think that's really important because like you said, I mean, a kindergartner doesn't know the amount of grief that's out there in the world. This is the biggest thing that's happened to them. Mm -hmm. You can turn around and lead them through something because you've already gone through so much. So I think it's really it's important to me that you see that and you're trying to reflect that on everyone else around you. So
0: really, camera, yeah, okay. really, camera, just loving on you for this whole. I part. guess, yeah. yeah we're right. just gonna like uh, talk about uh, how incredible you are. <laughs> it only took all five minutes to figure
2: <laughs> no, that out. No, you know? no, no. I'll, I'll make one more point now, and then I'll flip it on y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but but to your point, to that point is. I I am very appreciative, and to be honest, I don't even know where it came from to kind of be aware in it. And I I just was aware; I was just aware of what I was going through. I was, I was, you know, for most from the beginning of it it was fight or flight, and I was aware of that. You know, I kind of was just like just moving, like okay, what needs to be done? Like, is the house okay? Is is this okay? Like, you know, the funeral arrangements, everything. It was just fight or flight. It was like just get my family through this. And then there came a time where I really had to sit in it, and you know, I've never really had anxiety or depression and there came like a good month or so where it kind of just hit on me and I was like, All right, I'm sitting in it. I understand it. I see it. This is how I feel. I'm sitting yeah. in it.
0: Yeah, like, a, like allowing it to come Yeah, through. and allowing it. I, I, I think I think
2: that's and I'm I'm grateful that I was able to be aware of that. But then at the same time, people that have lost parents reached out to me and that was awesome. I, I would to say awesome, but it just it was good to talk to someone that has been through the same experience. And seeing that, all right, they're living, they're you know, they're, living, they're continuing on, they're, they're living lives that their parents wanted for them and that they want. So that was good for me to see. But then also at that point, I realized I'm going to be able to help now help someone out with mm-hmm. experience, particularly into the, the loss of a parent. And unfortunately, it happened earlier than I expected. I, th- I thought it would be all right, 20 years down the line, 30 years down the line, whatever, 10. And one of my longtime uh, family friends went to elementary school and uh, through middle and high school with him. His mother passed away like, a couple days before Thanksgiving. And at that point, it was just like, all right, like, you know, this is much earlier than I expected. And, you know, I'm kind of still going through my grief. But, you know, the whole show up aspect of, you know, my, my dad showed up for us all the time. So my family, we showed up for him and his family. And, and we kind of all had that collective grief.
0: Well, I think that connection in the middle of it can be really powerful because it's really hard to understand a pain or a loss or like a feeling to that depth unless you've been there but I also just feel like you've done a really good job at like expressing how you're feeling like even when you and I were together like you were able to like tell me how you were feeling like in that moment we were hanging out for that weekend and so do you have like do you feel like you've always been that way or is that something that's like developed because I think that can be really powerful for people that are walking through this is like learning how to express like, hey, I'm actually feeling like this right now. And then it gives like, like, I felt like for me, when you said that, it gave me the opportunity to be like, okay, well, then like, that's gonna like transition how I approach the situation, because I'm aware that like he's shutting down for this reason, or he feels this way for that reason. So I just didn't know if that's like something you feel like you've developed, or like, if you had any advice for someone who feels close, like that feels like they can't really express that in a healthy way.
2: Yeah, no, I think the advice would be best given by you two. I, I think being, no, and, and a lot of it's what you know, you're taught and caught. And I think through our friendship, I think uh, one, of, one of the biggest things I can take away from you is, is being vulnerable, you know, being, that it's okay to be vulnerable and, and it's okay to express how you feel, you know, especially in context of, of being a man in, the, in this day and age, like it's okay. It's okay to not be okay. You know, it's okay to express that you're having an off day or a good day or everything. You don't need to put the masculine facade on. I think for me, for me, just being aware, being aware of my feelings and everything and what I was going through in each step, I think it was just a natural reaction for me to just talk about it, just talk about it. And I I think for me to talk about just so I can get it out in the open, and this may not even be healthy, honestly, but just to get out in the open so I could kind of (laughs) move forward and continue to press on. And that may, that honestly, to be honest, that may not be healthy
0: for me. to. Well, I, I think I mean, I don't think you can move. I don't think you move past it till you move through it. So.
2: Yes. Yeah, very true. Very true. So, so
1: it doesn't, it doesn't mean you're not ever going to think about it. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have an appreciation for your mm-hmm. dad by any means. It has nothing to do with your relationship with him and how you're feeling after losing him. It's more that, you know, for yourself, it's going to benefit you and everyone else around you if you're able to mm-hmm. get through it. In a positive way and i think jenna's taught me how to be vulnerable too because if you had this five years ago probably would not have even gone more than two minutes. i'd be like yes everyone have a good night <laughs> so she's definitely uh, the same and all, all i was gonna say is it's it's funny when you're the person being vulnerable you don't realize how strong you actually are for being that but i think hmm. listening to another person or you know in your situation being able to talk about it i admire it rather than like, oh, wow, they're showing emotion. Like, I never think that way. I always just think like, wow, they're feeling this way or, you know, something positive out of it. I've never... Thought, thought of it as a weakness what were funny, you gonna yeah. say that?
0: it's funny because I feel like my favorite thing about y'all is actually the same and that's like <laughs> probably it probably <laughs> what I, like probably what I've learned the most of you is the same too because like both of you are such a light like literally like in so many ways and like the fact that you know I mean and I've watched I'll do it since you were 12 and like cam this year like it's amazed me like your ability to do it but like just showing up for other people when you're not fully okay yourself like it's very easy for me to get caught in like my own feelings and my own emotions so Since y'all are going to give me all the compliments, um, the vulnerability has like a downside too. And so I think like that ability to learn how to balance that with making sure that you are still present and open to the feelings around you is really important. So it's been an equal amount of lessons and love on both sides. (laughs) Thank you. You're Thank awesome. you very much. Welcome. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think it's just like this. This year, I think it's going to take people a very long time to process, no matter what they went through, because nobody's life looks the same that it looked when last year began. I feel like I have a whole different attitude around expectations. I don't know if you all feel that way, but I just feel like I have like a whole, a much deeper like distrust than I had last year, which is probably like my biggest takeaway. Is like, yes, you plan, and yes, you hustle and yes you work for things but like at the end of the day there has to be like this surrender and this trust because each day you just have to do what you can nothing else is like promised after that so I don't know if you guys felt feel that way but I feel like kind of on the other side of that grief and like change that's kind of what's showing up for me
1: absolutely and I think it's kind of shifted my mentality like I would say in work probably the most but also that comes back to friendships because I mean a year ago I was so obsessive with like working and I had to get certain things done where now I feel like I can kind of piece things out in my life where I can almost kind of put in time for that. But then also I have friendships and family relationships that are equally as important as work where I feel last year, I probably wouldn't say that. And it wasn't that I didn't feel that way. It was more, I wasn't putting the time in that I needed to across the board. And I think with this year, I've been able to actually sit back and think, you know, what's the difference of Working two less hours and spending time catching up or talking to a great friend or a family member, I mean I, I actually feel better doing that than sitting on my computer for like another two hours so I've definitely seen that shift
2: no doubt about that, no doubt about that and and you know maybe I, I hate I kind of dislike using this phrase but you know everything does kind of happen for a reason and and things like this pandemics and stuff have happened before and and they're happening again and, and you know what another hundred years or so maybe they will happen maybe they won't but yeah. i think just for all of us to kind of step back from the society that we've known which is just hustle 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 climb to the top and don't care about other people or, or better yet don't bring other people up with you Right. I think this has really made us all take a step back and, and realize that, you know, we're, we're all here together and we're only going to move forward together. You really can't move forward by yourself. You, yeah. need other people, you, know, the, you need other people's mentorship and you need to give back the mentorship and, 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 really, and really help other people out.
0: Yeah, I feel like too, like just the superficial focus, like money and sales reports and things like that, especially from like a business ownership perspective, I used to be obsessive about that stuff. And like this year in business, the worst case scenario on every front happened. Like we were closed for two months. Like, you know, like I was just trying to figure out a way to pay payroll. Like when there wasn't money coming in from the studio and like, you know, just like worst case scenarios happened, And yet like faith and trust was still on the other side. And so like, there's, there's a lot less fear for me. And like, I wrote a post a little while ago, like about what I hope to like say about this year. And it's like, I really just hope to say that I kept my integrity because I feel like you really reacted one of two ways to like losing everything. And that's like a scarcity mindset of feeling like I'm going to sacrifice everything that is sacred to me just so that I can like make ends meet. I'm not going to trust that God's going to show up. And then there's the other side of that of knowing that like, you know, when we are in our integrity and we're making decisions based around that and our character, that everything else does fall into place. And as cliche as that is, I really do trust it. And I feel like this year, you know, proved that on a very deep level.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I have to give you props, Jenna, for holding down the business during all this because I luckily well, was able I don't know, to hold it down. We're we're like we're <laughs> we like we're down.
0: like about an inch above.
2: I second it those props. My, my I, second those props. <laughs> <laughs> I second those props. I second those props. It has it has been incredible to see what you what you've done and how you've moved forward, how you treat the people that work for you, and, and really. I mean, it goes back to the community side of it, how, how you really just, just engage with them. And, and we're a leader. We're a true leader, passionate and, and, and empathetic leader. You guys are <laughs> too much.
0: So, Ella, I feel like we should share our top three core values with our audience, since Cam said his is integrity, humility, and community. I feel like mine is probably, or not probably, definitely integrity courage, which I feel like is, like, a synonym for honesty for me, and then, like, vulnerability.
1: Yeah, I would definitely agree with that, <laughs> <laughs> Of course, I was right Like, why say me?
0: And I feel like, bra- like, bravery and vulnerability, like, there's a couple words, that, like, go together there, but I would say, like, the three is, like, vulnerability, courage, and integrity. So I feel like integrity really is all of that. Like, integrity is a word that, like, encompasses... All of it, honesty, bravery, vulnerability, like if you're truly in your integrity, all of that stuff should be present. And that's what I love about both of y'all is you are. So, um, <laughs> yeah. But Cam, why don't you share
1: final question? I say, do you want me to say my core values? Oh, yeah. I thought you that's were saying, saying yours we say it. It. We like, like, okay, we're going to we roll with it. Go, but, no, uh, no. I was saying that yours were you, not me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That's all, that's all me. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, I would say mine are relationships. So similar, obviously, situation. And then grit and trust. And what I mean by grit is when things get tough, obviously, like this year, we were just talking about being able to get through it and not kind of putting yourself down. And I don't know, there's, there's been things in my life that aren't crazy to anyone else, maybe, but they've taught me a lot. So I think just being mm-hmm. able to see on the other side and not get down through the, the middle part of it is something that I really sit with. And then, like I said, trust, you can't really do much if you don't have trust in yourself and in other people. So
0: Oh, those are so good. We've, I literally did not know that. I literally,
1: I literally <laughs> Everyone, disclosure. This is the first thing Jenna says she doesn't know about. It's <laughs> <Yeah. me. laughs> literally probably the only thing I don't know about her. But I,
2: I am witness. You've really brought
1: out quite a side of us. <laughs> I
2: am. I, hey, like I said, I'm happy to be here with y'all starting 2021. So, new, uh, new, no, new no, movie. I, really,
0: I really like grit. I feel like that's so you because of <laughs> I do too. Yeah, I just, like, that, when you said that, I was like, hell yeah, like, that's 100% you, so. um,
2: And and I think a lot of people will get grit out of this year, you know, they really do.
0: Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's something, like, that you've exemplified from like high school basketball like like that I've noticed you know what I mean like I haven't had a word for it. which funny story for our audience which are gonna just since we've been very like on the depressing side of things tonight so Ellen and I used to, we've actually met playing basketball which is just very funny but Elle is like the fastest human being in the world like if you if you want to just get your ass kicked like you should race her I've I never accepted I never will. No,
2: we're racing post-pandemic.
0: I, mean, uh, I would love to see it. <laughs> but anyway, she like, she didn't start Get running. A video. She ended up running track in college, but the girl did not actually run track until like she was almost done with high school. But she would be like in basketball and she would take off like for a layup, okay? Like, and I, I mean, granted I was the forward, but I would be all the way at the opposite foul line and she's down there already. There's like no one within 10, 15 feet of her. And she just like was running so fast that the shot could never actually go in. <laughs> and it was like just the greatest like thing ever, but it was just it like, it's the word for that, L. Like I finally mm-hmm. found a word what but,
1: that hustle was you know wait, was, L, you like, did, you were a real one jenna when i would bounce it off of the backboard and you'd come in and just finish my layup for me I just think it was basically an alley-oop for, like, it's, I it's, the it's, it's
0: the dwayne way
2: to lebron connect the dwayne way to lebron that's
0: because you slammed it off the backboard so hard it flew all the way back to half court so like
2: <laughs> wait oh you you ran d1 and then but didn't start running track until like your junior senior of high school
1: yeah, yeah, that that could be another episode. We'll Yo, that's that, that's a pretty just, one, but, just a
0: pure that's,
2: athlete. That's crazy.
1: Well, thanks,
0: it's pure a, that's yeah, that's athlete. Awesome. Pure athlete. Like she makes me like weak. It's not even <laughs> <just, laughs> crazy. No, but her quickness. I mean, we just should have known at that time. Like she needs to be running track, but we're like, no, basketball's the sport.
1: Like that's the worst thing But I did get the grit.
0: You did. That that was where the grit was like it was perfected in high school basketball, right there. Uh, Well, that just totally. We've been on multiple topics tonight but I had to tell that story when you said that word because I was like, I now have an explanation for what that was. Cam, and we want (laughs) to let's end on one question. Maybe just tell our audience like what your biggest goal is in life moving forward, what you want to create.
2: That's that is that is a very good question. (laughs) That's a very good question. I guess I I would shrink my biggest goal because I think I have many different goals that I want to accomplish and kind of break them down into week, days, seconds, week, minutes, years kind of segments. But I think overall, I I just want to. I think the biggest goal for me, and honestly, and what I've learned from this past year is just to show up, is just to show up for those people that, that I love and that I care about, that I depend on, and that depend on me. So if I could just, at the end of the day, at the end of my life, have shown up for people. And those people have known that I sh- I don't, doesn't need any recognition or anything, but those people have felt that I have shown up for them. I, I think, I think that, would be, that would be the biggest goal for me. I, I, and, and from what I've seen, then that's the expression that everyone that has known my father has expressed in his passing. So that would be the thing for me. If I could be a quarter of the man that he was, that, that would be enough for me. So just to show up for people.
1: Well, I love that because it's not, necessarily a tangible goal. And I feel like when people hear that word, they think they have to achieve some crazy thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like you have to get some mm-hmm. award or do something that you write down on paper. But I think it's so much more powerful by literally just showing up for people. I think that's going to fulfill your life 10 times more than any kind of stupid award would. So oh. <laughs> I like your goal.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's evergreen. You got to work at it. You got to work at it and continue it. But, but yeah, I'm always...
0: Thank you so much for joining us, Cam. This was a great conversation. I feel like it's just, it's good for our audience to know that like vulnerable conversations, I mean, Ellen, and Cam, it's like, they've never talked longer than five minutes before this call. It's like, <laughs> when you're willing to just like show up, you know, heart first and just like lay it out there, I feel like it opens the space for connection. And that's kind of our goal behind creating this space. So we hope that y'all took that away from this too. And thank you, Cam. Well,
2: thank you for having me. And <laughs> Thank you for doing this, both of you. It's, it's incredible. So just continue to help people and reach people. And um, I'm excited to see how you both grow and, and how this both continues to grow. So thank you. That works so okay. great. Yeah.
0: We will see you next week, y'all.